Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan and the CBS Sports Network. Oh, yeah. From the traveling Bill Ford Talk Studios, Boomer Isaac, Greg G, and audience, Boomer and Geo on the fan, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are in the free Odyssey app, good Monday morning. We are at the Blue Wire Studios at Win Las Vegas. This place is almost too nice. I'm too comfortable in here. Generally, it's Radio Row. There's people milling around, and you're feeling uncomfortable, and it's loud, and it's open. And it's cold. This is the nicest, single nicest road studio we have ever been to in CBS Sports Network right now. Showing the the sphere with the Super Bowl logo on it. And we had a uh, tremendous trip out here. Nice first relaxing day. And we get here this morning in the Blue Wire Studios. And I see Boomer and they're having a little bit of an issue with the sports minutes that got done. And I look over in front of him and I see that he's drinking... (laughs) Drinking a white claw. <laughs> Good morning, Good morning Boomer. How are hey, you? Hey, man, we're off to a rollicking start, we're going to tell you. Boomer's Yeah. I'm no. <laughs> you know what? I thought it was a Celsius. But when I came in here this morning, uh, you know, my sleep schedule is all whacked out, right? We're all whacked out because of our sleep schedule. And I get a lot of sleep last night, you know, and I'm like coming down there. I see the five hour energy. Great. I see the C4. Great. I said, okay, there's a Celsius. I'm going to have a Celsius. It turns out it's a white cloth. (laughs) You drank like half of it. I was like, what? (laughs) So, yeah. So, all right. So I'm off to a good start. That's all I can tell you. Before we move on from this, just just so you know. So I, I notice this. I see this. I pick it up that you've drank from it. So now I'm like, okay, when do I tell him? How do I tell him about this? I will say that. Eddie was the only one who said, don't tell him, let him keep drinking them and see how far it goes. And then I'm thinking, no, I can't do that. You got too much stuff to do today. Right, right. Today, I got a long day today, Eddie. So it, And it ends with an interview with Brock Purdy later on tonight. Did you have to cancel because you were crap-faced on white cloths? Of all things. Yeah, I mean, it would be, uh, it would have been a hell of an interview, that's for sure. I mean, so I go from here, which is which is all great. I'm not saying anything. And by the way, I, are, are, is our group taken care of? No, my goodness. I mean, I can't, uh, be more appreciative. This, this setup is as great as I've ever been a part of on the road from the hotel to the travel to this studio. I mean, 
I, I like I said, I'm too comfortable. I am too comfortable in here. Sometimes you need a little bit of edge. You need to be uncomfortable to do the best job. Like uh, I, I thought there was a dog that just walked in. Yeah. There. I swear <laughs> to God, I thought there was a dog. It's just a guy in his hands, his knees. That's Brian. <laughs> so uh, no, this is this is this is great. This is awesome. Yeah, I remember having conversations back in September about our particular setup because you know CBS has got a million things going on. Yeah, and you know that we. Is he going to do this whole show? <laughs> Is he just going to keep walking back and forth? morning yes. exercise. <laughs> what, what he needs to understand is we don't even care if someone just goes in front of us. You know, it's fine. It's like we're not we're not like a serious, yeah, <laughs> serious show here. We're radio exactly. people. We're not uptight TV. Yeah, people, you're right. fine. Doesn't right. matter. Just do what you got to do. So what was I talking about? I was just talking about of, the uh, CBS. Got a lot going on oh, this yeah, week. Oh, yeah, they got a lot going on. So I remember having conversations in September about us in particular, just us. Because we didn't make the PR release yeah. about team uh, that about a show that was emanating from Las Vegas because we're not over at the Bellagio Fountain. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where Drew Barrymore is. That's right. Jim that's where Rome. Monday QB is going to be. That's where <clears throat> Jim Rome is. You know, everybody got yep. headlines and Boomer and Jew got pushed to the side. That is true. But I have to say, nobody, and I mean nobody, maybe the Harbroff family, I'm not sure, has it better than us out here. Where we're staying at the win, uh, the fact that this... Uh, this uh, studio is right here in the wind. Oh, my goodness. So last year, we were driving, if you remember. <clears throat> I do remember, yeah. I mean, and it wasn't that long of a drive. It was probably 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes. I mean, I this was, this was what, three minutes from the elevator walking down here, if that? It's great. I mean, they took really good care of us. I... I remember talking to Tyler early back in September, and he goes, oh, you guys, I think are going to have a really good setup. I think you're going to be really happy about it. And when we got here yesterday, you know, I, I immediately came to the studio just to see what it was looking like and, and all the things that had they had to go through to pull this off. I mean, it's, it, is, it is as good as it gets. Yeah, I mean, it really is. The, the one thing, and we see and this. they got white cloth. <laughs> right, white cloth at uh, 3 o'clock in the morning out here. Uh, the one thing that is strange, we do see it from time to time in New York City when we're driving in and these guys are driving in where you get the people that are still out from the night before. You, you see that occasionally. Here, because of the time change, I mean, they are just everywhere. You come down, the blackjack tables, the roulette tables, the, the bars are still open, everybody's hammered, and you're walking in here, and I'm saying good morning to people, like the security guard at the bottom of the uh, elevator, like, good morning. He looks at me, he's like, good morning. He's like, this is still the night before, man. Uh, so that's going to take a little bit of an adjustment. But uh, but yeah, this is this is tremendous. But the only thing, like, so the next, it rains like six days out of the year in Las Vegas. And the next two days are going to be straight rain. Yeah. Which is a little bit different, but that's okay. Because, uh, you know, what else do we have to do? The 49ers had an interesting time getting in here yesterday. Yeah, you know what? There's a lot of weirdness already. So you got the 49ers and their travel. You got, of course, unfortunately, Patrick Mahomes Sr. with the DUI, which is not his first. His third. Yeah, so that's uh, so some negative news, at least in the beginning. For, for I feel you know, some part of me feels bad for Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes, uh, yeah. I mean, part of you, I feel terrible for him. He's got well, that. I feel that. I feel bad for that. I mean, I think his mom is the the real rock of that whole thing. And yeah. you know, remember meeting her when he came in to see us, and he wasn't even promoting anything. Yep. Before the draft that year that he got drafted, and she, you know, she was really on target. Like she was the one that was running everything. Yeah. She seems to be the most stable in his life when you yeah. think about it. I mean, I, I, I don't want to say that Brittany, his wife, is not stable. She's just annoying to most people. You know, when the camera's on her and she's screaming and then the Netflix quarterback series, she's like, she might be stable. She might be great, great support system for him, but she's just got a personality that most people don't like. But it's clear that 
his dad has had some issues. Although he supports him and he's there all the yeah, time he's and there, he's watching yeah. the games and stuff. He just obviously is not making great decisions. Uh, and then the brother who was just a straight up slime ball. So you have that. But hey, somehow he's able to play quarterback all the way through it and play it great. And it'll be quite the matchup this week against the San Francisco 49er defense that was actually called out finally by their defensive coordinator, by their head coach and by their GM for their loafing against the Lions. But they had been loafing, not just in the Lion NFC Championship game, but the games before that, like leading into uh, the playoffs. This, this wasn't the 49er defense that we expected to see. So that's a whole, that's going to be a whole storyline this week. And they, they're going to go right to Chase Young because he has been, you know, the biggest violator of the lack of effort. And it, people today, I think, is uh, probably um, is media day, I believe. So he is definitely going to have to answer a lot of tough questions about his uh, his performance and his lack of hustle on a number of plays. And fans, you know, it's amazing because a lot of this comes to fruition on X or on Instagram where fans will grab a screen grab or they'll grab a, a, a replay that a team is or that the broadcast is showing and then the fan will comment on it. Oh, yeah, it'll be like a 15-second clip, <clears throat> which is really accessible and, and uh, you know, like the, the clips that we're so used to now because of our attention spans. We're not going to sit there and watch a two-and-a-half-minute Chase Young highlight film. But if there's that one play where he's loafing around and it's 15 seconds, everybody sees it. Yeah, I don't think then, there is a two-minute highlight film. <laughs> right. I really don't. Well, it could be a two-minute low-light film, rather. Right. Um, but then you, everybody sees it and like, man, I mean, this guy's not even giving any effort. And as far as I know, he's healthy. I mean, it's, it's not as if he's been dealing with some sort of injury and playing through it. I mean, he just looks like he didn't want to give any sort of effort in making a tackle on that, at least that one particular play with Jameer Gibbs in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, so, I mean, that that's going to be a storyline this week. And then I'm sure, unfortunately, the last time, uh, that well, two two times, Dave, it was down in Tampa. Uh, you know, you had the Britt Reed situation, Andy yeah. Reed's son situation that kind of derailed the Chiefs. I don't necessarily know the Patrick Mahomes senior situation, is this, has the same impact. I'm sure it does for Patrick, but I don't necessarily know that it does on the team the way that the whole Britt Reed well, and how the Britt Reed happened, how close to the game it happened. Well, and also the injury to the young girl. I mean, that's, yes. that's a huge thing because as far as I know, it was Patrick Mahomes senior and that was it. No one else was involved. There wasn't a crash or anything like that. So that was a, that was a big deal and they weren't sure if she was going to make it and in the hospital. I mean, that's just. As bad as it gets. So this this is a distraction, sure, but it's early on in the week. It's something that Patrick has dealt with in his life before. Obviously, this is his dad's third DUI. But, I mean, I, I can't imagine that when Patrick Mahomes takes that first snap that that is anywhere in his brain. No, I don't think you so know? either. So, I, I, mean, wonder, I wonder if his dad will be at the game. I'm assuming. I, I don't know. He may be in jail. Who knows? I, no, I don't think so. I think no, he'll probably I mean, be out until they have some sort of court situation i'm uh, i don't know but he'll really, be there i'm sure I, I he'll think, be there i would think that the big story has to be i mean the big story right now this morning has to be your girl dua lipa last night at the uh, the grammys well I mean, she opened it up she's she was the opener yes the grammys decided if we're gonna kick this thing off right it's not gonna be taylor swift not gonna be miley cyrus it's gonna be her um, so it was, I still haven't seen the whole thing. Jerry and I were actually on the uh, 17th tee box while this was going on. And my phone was going crazy as she was opening up yeah. uh, the, uh, yeah, see, there oh, we go. Oh, she, was, she, was, she was opening up the show Just think that last she night. could be in studio with you next week. Next week? Or two weeks. When is she coming to New York to promote an album? Apparently this week. And, and by the way, yeah, I mean, I got to say, I don't know if it's just me. 
I'm going to say this. I don't want to get anybody mad at me or anything like that. Oh, God. You want to think you've had a white claw, so just be careful. All right. But, I mean, the, the Taylor Swift thing last night was just so off-putting. What part of it? The, the fact that she won, and you would think, you know, okay, get up there and say thank you to everybody. And and I know she won a number. I, the the one that I saw, I think, I think it was album of the year. She got up there, and then she promoted her next album coming yes. out on April 19th. And I'm like, what? I mean, you would, and not, nothing like Go Chiefs or any of that stuff. I, you thought maybe you'd get a little of that, but she must have morphed right back into like, you know, Grammy person. Yeah. I, I didn't see this speech. I'm, I'm going to watch it in the break. I didn't, I, I generally try to avoid all things her at this stage she because told it's us been, that this was her 13th Grammy. And oh, she did. She yeah, did one of the, she did like one of those Michael Jordan Hall of Fame speeches. Remember yes. that Michael Jordan Hall of Fame speech where all he did was talk about how he was the greatest person on earth and didn't yes. thank anybody else and right. then was slamming and, all the people that doubted him, which was nobody. Hey, listen, just like we would have slammed him back then. <clears throat> this is kind of like how I felt last night. Really, I don't know. For somebody who's been on this Travis and Taylor thing for like the last, you know, whatever, since week four of the NFL season, I actually like it. And I like the fact that she's going to be a part of the, the Super Bowl. But that thing was a turnoff last night. So she said nothing about Travis and then just promoted her album, huh? The one. the She one, must have thanked somebody. The one area. Well, she thanked her fans, of course. Well, um, but Mike Flegelman out there. Love you, Fleegs. Yeah, love you, Fleegs. That kind of thing. Yeah. I, it was just, I don't know. It was just off-putting. I don't know why. Wow. And then I turned it off because I had to get to bed. Wow. Trying to get to bed. Yeah. I no, I, have, I didn't see it. So it was bad. If you thought it was off-putting because you're all over her, then it was probably off-putting to a lot of people. I would. I don't know. I don't know how her fans took it. But, you know, to tell us, oh, this is my 13th Grammy or whatever. Yeah. And then so my great, oh, I have something for a really surprise I want to tell you about. It's my new album coming out April 19th. Yeah. That kind of thing. I'm like, Well, what? that's like, obviously, people go nuts over her new stuff coming out. Because she's the biggest act in the world right now. You think uh, <clears throat> any of the new stuff involves Travis Kelsey? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. It depends when she wrote it. But generally, she gets her inspiration from when people dump her, right? Then she writes the song. So I don't know if things have been going good. I mean, this but could be like happy music album. It could be. I mean, I, I, I suppose it could be. But yeah, that uh, I wonder if he, if I were him, like all kidding aside, with all the stuff about, you know, he's, he's talking about her on the podcast and thank you. And I know that he was doing the hard he said to the fans and not to her bull crap. But the, if I were him, I'd be upset I didn't get a I didn't get a shout out last night. I would have been, especially Super Bowl week. Yeah, and he just got Super here. Bowl week. Probably had he probably had a Grammy party with his teammates, I would imagine, right? Well, just like she's watching all the Chiefs games that he I mean, he couldn't be there. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe she's like, you. if I can come back from Japan to make it to the Super Bowl, you could go to the Grammys. On the Sunday, a week before the game. Yeah, I don't. It's a little bit different, you know. I don't think that Andy Reid and the guys would be all all that. I, he did go to Argentina in the middle of the season. That is, that <laughs> is Jesus true. God, that's got to be enough, right? Right. I, I don't know. You know. Oh, look. All I know is every kiss begins with K, and maybe, just maybe, we'll see a K at the end of the game if they win the Super Bowl and a, and a ring. Oh my God! I'm, I'm so excited about. Do you think that he would? Travis Kelsey and his his hundred million dollars would go to K Jewelers. Hey, if K Jewelers is going to pay these guys, yeah. Do you I don't, don't, think, you don't so. think that uh, K Jewelers wouldn't pay them like for the post game ceremony? If they took an endorsement, those two who are combined, they have to be combined. She's probably a billionaire alone, no, right? She's two billion, two billion she's alone. She's made over two billion on the Eras tour alone. Now, if she ended up taking an endorsement from K Jewelers for her <clears> own <throat> engagement, that is the most low class thing I've ever heard well, of in my life. I, I, you know, the other thing too is I was thinking. 
that because of all these stories coming out that she has raised the level of the NFL, like the NFL is going to be here <clears> after <throat> she's done. It was here before she was I got started. This. I love this boomer heel turn on Taylor Swift. This well, is the greatest I mean, thing you, you got to know that that her people are in touch with the NFL. And her people are probably saying, if you want her at the game, you got you to pay for the jet coming back from Tokyo. Come and, on. And, and she needs her own suite. Wait, what? The, what? And she needs her own suite. What? I'm telling if you, man. If she wants to be there, she could do it, it herself, this no? This is business, man. This is, this is all about business. How many times are we, CBS, going to show her? Oh, yeah, I mean. And are we going to show an arrival shot? She doesn't even like it, though. I mean, what's interesting is that if the NFL does pay for all this stuff, um, you know, I mean, it could be like, okay, We'll take care of all of that, but we want to be able to shoot you as you get to the stadium. We want to be able to, you know, whatever you would think. Is this one of those boomer breadcrumb things because you've heard that this is actually what's going on? Or is this just your guess? <laughs> I think it's my guess in this oh, okay. case. All right. I have a feeling. I have a feeling that she is so powerful, so consuming. And the, the metrics show you how successful the NFL has been with her being a part of it. And they can break down what they believe is her financial impact on the NFL. And that number is close to $350 million yeah, in the short time. How did they come up around. with that? I mean, that to me is like... Impressions, uh, impressions. followers, uh, social media. It's everything. Okay, but... She is, she is beloved by her fans. And I'm just... Uh, this is why I was a little disappointed last night. I mean, I really have taken a liking to her, but th that speech last night was like... Tone deaf. Yeah, no, I got. I, now I have to watch it. I have to. I didn't. I didn't see a lick of the Grammys last night. I just saw a part of the I'm opening sure, performance. We have a tape of that somewhere. It was on CBS last night. Uh, yeah, Jerry, I know has been going back and forth with a bunch of stuff this morning, so maybe he has it. But, but yeah, I. I mean, this is you know she didn't get uh, to where she's gotten without promoting herself, right? Can you really get on her for that? I think she's at the point now where she doesn't have to promote herself. I mean, all she has to do is show up. Yeah. I mean, that's like a big thing. You know, you drop that on everybody at the Grammys. Like you want, national if you really TV. want to endear her to people that may not like her or may uh, wonder about her music or whatever. Especially football fans. Yeah, exactly. You say, hey, you know, thanks. I've enjoyed my time, you know, being a part of the Chiefs kingdom, that kind of thing. And you know what you should have done? Be a free Patrick Mahomes senior. No, no. That would have been a nice thing to yeah, say. I, don't, I, don't I mean, that could be, you know. Yeah, I don't see that. No? No. That would have endeared her to a lot of people, you know? Having the back of Pops in that spot. No? Yeah, I'm sure it's a unique family dynamic. <laughs> All the It's Brittany Mahomes' father-in-law and the two of them are best friends, right? Right. And, and remember, he, was, he said, look, I was not in the suite with them in Buffalo. That's he right. He was in a different suite. Right. He probably wants no part of them. You know what's amazing? I, what I don't remember... I've seen all these uh, videos of all the players before the game having like a gaggle of people standing on the sideline. Wives, mothers, yeah, yeah, yeah. cousins, aunts, you name it. Like I was watching this, you know, obviously getting ready for the Brock Purdy interview. I was watching before the Detroit Lion game. He's down there. He's hugging like 10 different people on the sideline. Yeah. I'm like, well, since when did players have family members on I the think sideline? I, I feel like we've been seeing that for years. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just aware of it now. That never happened during our time. Well, yeah. But that, I mean, that's a, I feel like we've been seeing that for the last at least five years. So if you have 53 active players and they all want their family members. Uh, on not the everybody. Line. You know, not everybody. You know the people that are allowed to have their family members down there. If you're just a special teams, if you're the long snapper, your family is, is not even allowed at the game. Like if, like if you and I and our, and our crew, mm -hmm. you know, had a, um, 
at a game or something. Sure. I could certainly have my family yeah. on the sideline. You could have your family on the sideline. Yeah, yeah. But not, not so much for Al and Eddie and Jerry, uh, right? I don't know. I think maybe a guest. You know, we could have multiple. One guest, Al. You get a guest. One guest, Al. That's it. Yeah. And uh, and Al has having one guest. Uh, his Gina will be here uh, tomorrow. Is that correct, Al? Tomorrow evening. Yeah. All right. Perfect. So she'll be rolling in. The two of them are going to have a uh, have a great time together, doing all the cool Super Bowl stuff that they. Al Cal's going to bed at six o'clock. <laughs> correct. <laughs> uh, what time did you get to bed last night? Um, that's a good question. I'm not. I'm still still kind of confused about t- timing right now. Right. I, I don't know. I, I mean, think I slept a, we, five we, hours. We had an, an early dinner. Well, it was four thirty. Yes, but that's seven thirty our time. Yeah, I know. I couldn't get a dinner at two thirty. I'm sorry. <laughs> we had a four thirty dinner, uh, which has been you know kind of something that we've always done night one, right? Correct. And uh, it was a nice dinner. Yes, it was. And got you out of there early so you could get to bed. I was I was worried about you. Yes, we did. Because get... you because you were hammered yesterday. <laughs> I was. You were walking around. Once we got off the plane, you were wobbling. And you don't wobble much, but no. when you do wobble, you kind of lean like the leaning tower of Pisa. Yeah, I did all right, though. I, I, had, I drank so much water from the moment I landed in Las Vegas. So I, I had nothing but water from then on out. Water and coffee. So I did good. I think right. I'm all right. And you feel okay this morning? Yeah. Yeah. Not sluggish at all? Okay? I mean, no more than... Normal. Normal, yeah. Yeah, I think eight thirty is the cutoff. That's the latest, I think, because I, I I'm also getting up later than these guys are. Yeah. But eight thirty is the bedtime. If you're up past eight thirty, that's a problem. That's what I think. But eight thirty is the latest, the all time latest. But these guys, you six o'clock is what you're shooting for. Uh, yeah, I mean, I my I, my alarm went off at twelve thirty. So I'll tell you, what, Gina's going to have a great sweet. time with you going to Listen, bed at I, six o'clock. I warned her. No one ever wants to listen to me, but. <laughs> Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. CBS Sports Network, live from the Blue Wire Studios at Win Las Vegas. We're here the whole week for Super Bowl 58. Look at that, Paris, Paris, man, on, on CBS Sports Network right Yeah, now. great the Bellagio shots. Fountain right there. Bellagio Fountain, where uh, a lot of the CBS Sports Network shows and CBS shows will be originating from. Those were all on the uh, original, uh, initial press release. All right. The, By the, the way, 
His studio is great because they got a lot of free stuff here. <laughs> well, now you I got, got a- myself a Heineken. <laughs> That's great. So you started off with a white claw, and now you have a Heineken. It is only three thirty in the morning out here. <laughs> Still Sunday night. Yeah, Dude, this is on. this is what happens when our program director has decided to leave. Is now we're just going to get drunk on the air here <laughs> in Las Vegas because we really have no boss. Well, I mean, he's going to leave. Well, he's no. here. He's he here is. now, but like, here. it's you know, lame duck spot. You know, total lame duck spot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He was, really, he was trying to tell me to do something. I said, nah, I'm not going to do he's it. He's really like a friend at this point. He's not a boss. It's just like, hey, remember the good times when you were our boss? He didn't quit on us. That's sort of basically <laughs> what I, every time I see him, you know. I actually found a magazine. When was the last time you looked at a magazine? You gave me a magazine subscription for Christmas. Well, that's different. That was, that's not, that was a That's lo- a different deal. That's yeah. not more, that's more about the love of golf. Yeah, no, and, I'm telling you, I love a magazine. I know you do. So I that's do. why I'm saying I got Yeah, but that's... I, each one of those is like a quarter. Yep. And it talks to you about golf and, you know, a lot of great stories within golf. Not how the guys are, you know, a bunch of money whores trying to get as much <laughs> as money as they can as opposed to growing the game. So I guess you're not going to live with uh, Jerry and I later no, in the week? No. Are you guys going? Actually? No, I don't know. We, uh, we were talking about it, but I have no idea what the hell we're going to do today. Are they here yet, Jerry? Do you know if they're here no, yet? No, I don't think so. A practice I would, round or I something? I think that would start tomorrow probably. Okay. Uh, what what's in that magazine? A lot of fashion. Oh, okay, nothing interesting. I, I don't see any of us wearing anything that's in here. Not many words in that magazine. It doesn't look like. Uh, no, a lot of pictures though. A lot of pictures. Right up your alley, Al. A lot of pictures. A lot of pictures of watches and you know really nice clothing. Uh, there's a couple of chefs in here. Yeah, pretty good. Here you go, Al. Pretty good for you. Uh, so Jerry and I. <laughs> Uh, immediately got off the plane and said, it's not raining. And it's going to rain all Monday and Tuesday, so we're going to find ourselves a golf course. So we go down. I mean, we're, I'm talking within a minute and a half of checking in. We yeah. throw our bag into the room, run downstairs to the concierge to try to get on the wind course. At 1 p.m. It's 1.05 when we're down there. They say, sorry, last tea time of the day, 1 o'clock. So what? Mandatory caddies. They sent them home. Oh, really? They wouldn't let you even play nine holes? No, no twilight rate. Nothing. I was wondering why you guys missed our all-time dinner, first dinner of the week. Yeah. Usually, be- a, usually a, a thing that we do. Yeah. Well, you guys missed that. Yeah, it's okay. We didn't really, <laughs> you know, we weren't even thinking about it. We were having a good time out there. You were obviously thinking about yourselves, you yeah. selfish son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm telling you. Forget what a team's all about. No, no, that's uh, not let's true. Let's hit the ground and go run. It's our <laughs> vacation. Just we're just the hell out of here. We, we wouldn't have done that. Oh, that's right. Don't if worry. It wasn't going to rain. Me, Alan, uh, and uh, Eddie came over here and we yeah, checked, checked everything sound out. Check the whole thing. The whole thing. We had to handle it. Don't worry about it. You guys were here to have a good time and we were here to, yeah. you know, work. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, you're here. right about all of that. Yeah. And we're here. We're doing we're a job. Here. I got yeah. here at, uh, what, 2 a.m.? Yeah. How was dinner last night, boys? Oh, wonderful, sir. Really? Well, she smoked last night. Everybody yes. had a good time. Yes, yeah. okay, good. Yeah, there's there's nothing that you could do to make me feel bad about this. Yeah, I know that. I mean, I'm just, just I am, now it's golf and you I am played and you're just like a psycho. This I am, is your fault. <laughs> I know it is. Okay. And by the way, what golf course did you play? Uh, Las Vegas Nationals. Yeah. This place down the block. It was okay. All right, but you played. Yes. Yeah. All right, so good. Good for you guys. A yeah. couple of nice guys from Philly they paired us up with. Yep. Had a okay. good time. 18, it was great. Into the night. It was yeah. dark. Into the night. Couldn't see on 18. <laughs> But hey, it was great. You guys were enjoying your dinner, and it was awesome. We did what we wanted to do, which is amazing. Isn't that great? We all get to do what we want to do. That's supposed to be shamed into it. It's going to be great. Uh, All right. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, uh, Jerry, what do you got over there? Uh, we're, not much. We're brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh, humid-grade dog food delivered right to your door. We're also brought to you by Jackpocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. So, uh, Fleegs, were you able to find the Taylor Swift stuff? Uh, yeah, we have uh, both speeches in full. All right, so do you want to hear the first sure. one since you guys were just discussing so, yeah, this I guess a couple the first minutes ago? one stunk and the second one was good. Is that what happened here? Well, let's find out. Here comes okay. the first one as they will play it for us. Okay, this is my 13th Grammy. Which is my lucky number. I don't know if I've ever told you that. Um, I want to say thank you to the members of the Recording Academy for voting this way. Um, but I know that the way that the Recording Academy voted is a direct reflection of the passion of the fans. So I want to say thank you to the fans <laughs> by telling you a secret that I've been keeping from you for the last two years. Which is that my brand new album oh, comes out April 19th. It's called, <laughs> it's called the Tortured Poets Department. I'm going to go and post the cover right now backstage. Thank you. I love you. Thank you. Thank anybody. No, uh, no, just well the academy or whatever. Yeah, right. voting right, that so way. The fans. All yeah. right. All right. So the, the the five of us in here. How did you feel after hearing that? Eh, uncomfortable. <laughs> really? Yeah. I actually didn't have much of a problem. No, me either. See, I, I didn't I didn't like a one bit. I think it's great. She's just like no emotion at all. It's just like she's <clears> an <throat> AI standing up there. You type in you know, give me a speech for winning an award and promote an album, and that's exactly what AI would spit out. Is that okay, no so personality, no nothing, nothing? Yeah, I, th I thought it was very like uh, antiseptic, antiseptic. Yeah, <laughs> it was like World War One Listerine. You know? That's what it was like. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. Yeah, no. But yeah, but I guess her second speech must have been better. You want to hear that now? Uh, I can't believe we're doing this, but yeah, I guess well, you why guys not? talked about it. So right, we well, sure she is a part of the Super Bowl yeah, after all. Yeah. Go ahead. I get to work with one of my best friends who is not only one of my best friends, but also a once-in-a-generation producer. That's Jack Antonoff. I'm so lucky. And my engineer, Laura Sisk, I want to say thank you to Serban Ganya. Sam Dew, Soundwave, Lana Del Rey, who is hiding. Okay. But I think so this many female really artists would not be where they are and would not have the inspiration they have if it weren't for the work that she's done. I think she's a legacy artist, a legend in, in her prime right now. I'm so lucky to know you and to be your friend. Um, I would love to tell 45. you that this is the best. 45 seconds. So is Fleegelman on the other end? Yeah. So Fleegs. Yeah, what's up, Boer? <clears throat> what do you think? You're, you're the Swifty of the group. Well, so the first one, we were expecting some kind of album announcement. We thought it would be Reputation Taylor's version, so okay. we kind of got what we expected, but everybody's thrilled. And then in the, yes, it was longer, the second speech at the end, she thanks everybody you know that was involved. In the, it starts off with Jack, who is the main producer and a mega producer. He won Producer of the Year. She goes to Lana, who was the feature on the album, and then got through everybody else. Did you wish uh, Travis Kelsey of the Chiefs good luck in the Super Bowl or no? No, because it's not about Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs. It's about Taylor Swift winning a Grammy. Album came out before she met uh, Travis. She doesn't have anything to do with that. Maker. I get it. I understand. Yeah, You're just, biased. Just, Listen, just if she like wins a Grammy for the next one when there are songs about Travis, then maybe you thank him then. But he didn't have anything to do with this. Yeah, I mean, 
But Taylor Swift has nothing to do with his success on the field right now. But he's, she's, she's right showing, in the middle of it. Right. No, he's, you know. But he's celebrating it with her. He's not thank, making it about her. Well, do you not celebrate when you win a Grammy? Well, we don't uh, celebrating not on the mic. I mean, we they're not going to be able to celebrate together for a while because they're two of the busiest people in the world. But they'll celebrate next week. All right. Well, made Al uncomfortable, and that's all that I care about. Yes. Because I don't know. I, I didn't that. hear the second speech. I only heard the first, and I turned it off. So Yeah. Well, there you go. And that's then what somewhere along the line, she didn't... I thought she hugged Celine Dion. I, I, I didn't see this either. She turned... Man. People turned... She turned people off for not acknowledging Celine Dion or something? I, that I would know. be off-putting. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I did... Oh, oh boy. Hi, girls. How's it oh, going? How are you? Yeah. Anybody uncomfortable with that, or we're good? Yeah, that's... Um, oh, I think we're in a very weird spot here. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel like I'm in an aquarium where people walk past. and they could, animal. <laughs> and they could actually Those supposedly hear us outside this studio. Oh, really? In this hallway here, yes. Oh, they can? Yes. Oh, okay. How about that? So I was going to ask a question. I guess I probably shouldn't do that. I think I know where you were going to go to. You were here, and yes, I'm going to say, no. you know, going over everything, when you land, you try to figure out what's happening, oh the lay God. of the land you would have known that there's speakers right outside yeah. the studio in this hallway where, you know, they go they go down about another 10, 15 feet. You really can't hear us, but right here you can hear us. Yeah, well, what was interesting is when I did come down uh, later in the night, there was someone working in here, and there, there was not a speaker out there. So I did not hear that, but I guess maybe it's on now, but whatever the show was that was on last night. What show was on last night? It was some podcast. It was some dude in here. I have no idea what his name was. Just a dude? There was a dude in here doing a show. Apparently, a lot of podcasts will be in this studio this week. Yes, there will be. The yep. post-game podcast coming up at 1030. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So you're like Taylor Swift now, promoting yourself. Uh, yes, yes. 100%. Right. Yes. Uh, I think you can ask the question now. I think they're out of oh, earshot. Okay. Were those real women or prostitutes? I think they were real I, women. I don't know. It's 3.30 in the morning. It's the end of the night. No, I think they were real women. You think so? Yeah, they look like they were having I a think good what time. We should do is we should, <laughs> if, they, if, they, if they come back again, we should have Al go out and get one. Oh, Al on the street. Bring her in. Yeah. I'll uh, ask the one with the giant thigh tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Hi there. She's a hot box. <laughs> <laughs> is that you, Eddie? Is that you? That is so you do have the for. technology. You have the technology. Okay, good. Uh, what else there, Jerry? Anything? Well, um, so the mm-hmm. NFC beat the AFC in the Pro Bowl games, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we know that um, you did Mahomes' dad. You got Cliff Kingsbury, not to the Raiders. He's going to Washington with Dan Quinn. That was done over the weekend. Uh, what else? You've got. Now, what was the report about Ben, Wa- uh, ben Johnson basically saying that? The Washington Commanders are being run by basketball guys? Supposedly, yes. I don't know that he was quoted, but I did see that story. Yeah, but that quote was attributed to either him or his agent. Yes, it came from that camp, apparently. That Correct. camp. Yes. Now everybody has a camp. Everybody's got a camp. You know, ben Simmons has a camp. He's not going to play tonight. Back maintenance. Oh, come on. <laughs> by the way, here's the other thing. Yeah. So the Knicks lose to the Lakers on Saturday yeah. night, right? Mm-hmm. And LeBron and... and um, and what's Anthony K- Davis? Anthony Davis did not play the previous game Correct, in right. Boston. What was wrong with them? Uh, I think it was one of their games off. To be quite honest, See, that, that they is, only got to play sixty-five. Boomer, I, that is such a uh, yeah BS. Yeah, and they still won the game. I know they beat Boston without those two guys playing, and then they rested them for the Knicks, which Correct. is fine because they wanted to come in and win in the world's most famous arena. And the Knicks are missing half of their guys, but 
Uh, nonetheless, still a very gutty and gritty performance by the Knicks until the fourth quarter. Rangers take on the Avalanche tonight. The Islanders in oh, Toronto tonight. Smoke tonight. Uh, FIFA announced uh, yesterday the twenty. is going to have a hat trick. You know that. <laughs> well, it's what you always say. Best players when they play the Rangers come out to play. Oh Jesus! MetLife Stadium will have the FIFA World Cup yeah, final in twenty twenty six. Somebody got paid off. <laughs> Maybe. And your guy, Wyndham <clears throat> Clark, with his 60 on Saturday, made him the champion at Pebble Beach because they had to scrap today because of uh, the weather he yesterday. Could, he could have shot a 57. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. And he had two two really close birdie putts, I think, on, what, 15, 16 and 17, I believe. And then he had a 22-foot eagle putt, which would have given him 59, but nonetheless still set the course yep. record in in 18 holes with a 60. That, his scorecard from Saturday looks it was, ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Yes, yes. Pretty cool. Looked like ours yesterday. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. By the way, what did you guys shoot yesterday? Uh, I don't know. I, I have the... Uh, not very good, I can tell you that. No, it was, it was... I have the scorecard. I did not tally up the back nine and the front nine. Not so great. Back nine was going well until... You know what happened 17 real quick? I hit a shot. I My second shot, I thought I put in the hole. Yeah, oh, really? I did. I got up there, feel I won the hole. And it's in the sand trap beyond the thing. And then I wound up picking a seven on the stupid thing. Because you're playing desert golf and you don't know, like, yeah. that perception's a little bit Terrible. more difficult. Yes. Anyway. All right. Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Build Ford Tough Studio. The traveling Build Ford Tough Studio here at the Wind. CBS Sports Network live from the Blue Wire Studios here at Win Las Vegas Super Bowl 58, a CBS Super Bowl, of course, and we are going to be here all week long and even doing the show uh, here on Monday after the game, uh, breaking everything down. So I saw there's some Giants coordinator news out there. They still haven't hired a defensive coordinator. And apparently, you know, Mike Kafka, the Giants offensive coordinator, was really in the mix for the Seahawks head coaching job. Like, they interviewed him twice and brought him back. There was even a report out there that don't be surprised if the Seahawks hire Mike Kafka as the head coach. Now, they liked him so much after they hired Mike McDonald that they wanted to have him be the offensive coordinator. So they said, can we interview him to be the offensive coordinator? Because if it's a lateral move, you have to ask permission from the Giants, and the Giants said no. Now the headlines, Giants block Mike Kafka from going to Seahawks, <clears throat> makes it sound like they blocked him from head coaching interviews. Is not what happened. They blocked him from a lateral move, which happens all the time. Yeah, but I, I do think My that... microphone there. Oh, I'm sorry. I do think that uh, the Giants are going through a transition right now with their coaching staff, and the last thing that Brian Dayball wants to deal with is having to break in not only a new defensive coordinator, but a new offensive coordinator. Now, I know Giant fans may not be happy with their offense coordinator, given the way that their offenses looked, <clears throat> especially last season. But that's more uh, due to the quarterback problems than anything else, if you ask me. Yeah. So I I don't, uh, I think Brian Gable is smart for doing this. You know, you got to keep some stability. You can't just start over with a whole new staff. Yeah, I mean, and I don't, I don't remember a lot of times unless there was a falling out in a particular place, and it felt like someone just had to leave. Where a successful, even though Mike Kafka in the Giants' offense really hasn't been all that successful, but a a guy that a team wanted to keep, they allowed to go and interview in other places. Now, I don't know if Mike Kafka's disappointed by this. If he said, I'd, I'd like a fresh start out in a place. But then again, like you, you didn't get the head coaching job. You're in the mix for the head coaching job. Now you, you know that you're the second choice. You want to go out there. I don't know. I right, think of think of it this way. All right, this would be Brian Dayball's third year. Yep. 
uh, going into the 2024 season. Let's say they have another six-win season. What do you think's happening? Well, he's not going to be here. Um, well, we, we thought that about Robert Sala. He's still here. <clears throat> to- totally different set of circumstances because Aaron Rodgers runs that organization, and this is the head coach that he wants to be uh, in place when he plays next year. Uh, if if Aaron Rodgers weren't here and Zach Wilson had failed again <clears throat> last year and they were going to be at the, the top of the draft and we were going to probably take another quarterback, then Rob Sala wouldn't be here. Rob Sala is, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the bulletproof vest for Rob Sala, whereas with Brian Dayball and Bill Belichick hanging around, as you have uh, pointed out many times, that if the Giants have a disappointing season, and it, it maybe not just with the win-loss record, but how it looks, then he's not going to be here after three years if Bill Belichick wants to coach the Giants. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, so as far as Kafka is concerned, I could see why Brian Dayball and the Giants wouldn't want to let him go, just simply because of the transitioning that's going on within the Giants coaching staff right now as we speak. Um, you know, for Seattle, I thought Mike McDonald was a great hire. I really did. I, I think he fits their culture. I think he's got a very aggressive defense. He basically came out and said he was going to run the defense. And now he has to find the right offensive coordinator to kind of match his passion on, on defense. They have, they have a really good team. They have the 16th overall pick in the draft. And, you know, maybe Michael Penix is sitting there. I don't know. I, I, I kind of think if... And by the way, they may hire the offensive coordinator from the University of Washington, where Michael Penix has just played. So if you want to, and he runs a pro-style offense. So if you want to like do the right thing in Seattle and bring Penix in as the young quarterback, have another year of Geno Smith, now all of a sudden you're talking about maybe a, a team that is on the uptick because of all the young talent that they have and because of the young coaches that they put together. I think the most interesting part of the draft for either the Jets or the Giants this year is going to be if the Giants end up taking a quarterback. And and Penix would be that guy that you would know would most likely be available when the Giants pick. Would they actually do that? Where they say, all right, we're going to have Penix come in. Daniel Jones knows that chances are he's not going to be the starting quarterback after this year. We can get out of the contract two years in, which would be at the end of next season. And it's the, the, the Kansas City model, as we joke about. And then Daniel Jones can go somewhere else, hopefully he has a good year and get a fresh start somewhere else. And Michael Penix is the quarterback. That is, I mean, if, if Joe Shane and Brian Dable really want to have a chance to develop their own guy, this might be their last chance. Mm. This, this might be it is this draft because they haven't had that. I also feel like they have to do some things in free agency and they got to get the draft right. I mean, you know, they did go to the playoffs with Daniel Jones two years ago, and his propensity of getting injured is also now in the mix. And this is two out of the last three years where he's been injured and significant injuries. And that that's something that gets tied to a player. It's unfortunate for the player, but it also means that the organization can't really feel totally sure about his future. Yeah, I, I don't know. With, with the play, when he's healthy, is questionable. Not always healthy. We're talking about... <clears throat> Big time injuries, neck injuries, you know, with torn ligaments. It's just, it's not, things have not gotten off to a great start with Daniel Jones in that contract. It is frustrating. Oh, yeah. It is really, really frustrating. Then for the Jets, you know, Rex Hogan ends up leaving the assistant GM to Joe Douglas, Spinner's right hand man. And you got to wonder why that is. Well, is, we, is, yeah. is that, is that the, the leaker? Oh, that's exactly what we talked about those uh, days you were filming. 
uh, out here where if he wasn't, that is just like the worst timing in the world for him. But I'm sorry, I have to make that assumption. It's the same thing when that first article came out, The Athletic, and then Tim Boyle got released immediately. And then we talked about how the agent had fed information and then to to Diana Rossini and Zach Rosenblatt, and he's gone. And now, same thing. This article comes out about Rob Sala, and next thing you know, Rex Hogan is gone. Talking about leaks in the building, so I, it, it's a it's a it's a mess See, out this there. This is why uh, you know Bill Belichick would want to own a building wherever he goes. And what I just mean by own the building is know the people that's work that are working in the building that are loyal to what he is trying to do. And I'm telling you, that's what he told Arthur Arthur Blank. And I was I was told yesterday. And I I do believe it from the source that I got it from. The source? The source that I got it from. You know, that supposedly Arthur Blank was bought into Bill Belichick and could have offered him the job. Wow. And you tell me that Bill said no? I, you know, and I don't know why. Again, I don't know why guys say no or, but I'm, I'm legitimately an NFL executive basically told me that they believe that he Arthur Blank offered Bill the job. Wow. Now there may have been some caveats to that offer. Yeah. You never know. You know, it's never like, okay, Bill, I want you. Here's a five year contract. You do whatever you want. I don't think it was one of those. The way it was made sound to me it was like, okay, I understand your concerns, but you're gonna have to deal with some of this. And we want you to come in. We want you to be the coach. And then maybe he just thought better of it and just maybe said, you know what? I, I don't want to go right back in. I want to. I want a year away. I want to see what happens because we all know there'll be about five or six job openings next year, every year, and there may be a better situation where an owner says, "You know what? I want to go down this path with you, and I want you to take my building over, and I want you to run it the way that you ran it with the New England Patriots." Because you know the problem with like the Jets and the Giants, there's leaks all over the place. Yep. There's really nothing you could do about it because here's the thing. Like somebody like Diana Rossini or Rich Samini, very bright people, been covering the, the the sport for years, and they know where the pressure points are. They know who the agents are. They know who the coaches are. They know you know the GMs face to face, talk to them, probably call or text behind the scenes, and kind of like Joe Beningo and Rob Sala, but they don't go and out and basically out the person <laughs> like Joe did. Right. right you know right. what I mean? Yeah. So um, tell you right now, he doesn't like Zach, bro. I can tell you right now, he doesn't like the quarterback. Yeah, not good. <laughs> so, but I will say that you know this is um, something that both teams and organizations have had numerous problems with, and New England never had those problems. Yep, that's right. Even to the bitter end. All right, Boomer and Geo live from the win in Las Vegas. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.